Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This afternoon starts with a face-off and will end with medals and an anthem. Will there be thousands singing O Canada? Or hundreds? Will there be hundreds singing the Star Spangled Banner? All NHL players, both NHL referees, Bill McCreary and Dan O'Halloran. Bill McCreary, who retires this year in his third Olympic gold medal game out of four. And as Ron Wilson, the coach of Team USA, said, two teams will play black and blue hockey. It is Sportsfeld Storytime. We are taking you back, back, back to February 28th, 2010. The only game in town, the only thing anybody in this country was talking about was Canada versus the United States, the rematch of the 2002 gold medal game, the crown jewel of the 2010 Olympiad. It was the biggest event possible it was absolutely enormous uh one of those games where we will remember where we are uh whenever it happens jake first and foremost where did you watch the 2010 gold medal game i watched this game uh at a place that no longer exists uh i watched at a boston pizza at young and shepherd which was on the i guess the main (laughs) floor of like the young and shepherd mall the mall still exists the boston pizza is long gone um because now it's all fancy but uh, I watched there because I was with uh, my friend John, who I mentioned before, who I watched the quarterfinals at. And him and, like, all his group of friends all kind of lived up in that area-ish. Mm. Or, like, went to school in that area or something. There was a reason that, like, up north was a good place. And I was just, like I said, I was in town for a week, for reading week. And so I was like, yeah, of course, I'll go up there. And I remember thinking, I remember thinking on my way up from the East End where I lived at my parents... Thing like, I don't know if I want to watch like the gold medal game at a Boston pizza. Like, is the crowd gonna be that good? And it turns out the crowd was good literally everywhere in the country. Because yeah, we, right. we got to Boston Pizza at like eleven AM and could only get seats at the bar. It was crazy. It was crazy. Uh unbelievable. I, I watched this in my apartment with my friend Ange and her husband Josh. Uh it becomes a funny story a little later on, but um you know I had to work later that night, um, and there was, like, basically Sportsnet was like, you know, you can watch, uh, unless you work unless you're working in the morning shift, if you're working the highlights or the evening shift, I was a late show producer at the time, uh, you watch the game and come in after. Like, uh, we don't expect you to <laughs> right. travel for it, we don't expect you to not, it's a, they knew it was a big moment, which is a nice, rare sort of uh, touch of humanity from the largest company in the world. But right, that's, uh, but that's how big it was. That's right. So, all the marbles on the line. Uh, Canada, USA. USA had, obviously, we mentioned in the previous episode, had dominated Canada in an earlier matchup, 5-3. to three. Not great. Uh, but, 
reason to feel confident is that Canada was a very good team with a lot of the best players and were really rounding into form. They had just edged out Slovaks. They had dominated the Russians. Everything was working out. Classic Canada hockey tournament, I think. This happens in a lot of Canadian hockey tournaments, except for maybe 2014, is they sort of get slow going and they figure it out and then they dominate. It's sort of the, the recipe for Canadian hockey internationally. Um, and this looked like it was following that script. It started out Jonathan Taves, who in 2010, man, Jonathan Taves was like the guy. If you weren't, if you were, if you were going to be one of the people that was like, oh, I'm not a Crosby or an Ovechkin dude, everyone was Jonathan Taves. Yeah, because he played. I, I hate using the phrase because it has so many negative connotations now. But like, he played the game the right way. He was a classic two-way forward. I feel like he won the Selkie a couple times as like defensive forward, but also scored like 40 goals a year. Yeah, you, a complete, the thing is Jonathan Taves is very good. Yeah, a complete player, as they say. And a funny thing about this Taves goal that I'm just realizing now, I remember before this game, sitting at the bar with my friends in that like pregame anxiety when you're just kind of yelling about stats and players because that's what you do in these situations. The narrative in the bar was like Crosby <laughs> needs to step up. The narrative was Crosby's not getting <laughs> it done. Which is funny because I'm looking at the leading scores of the tournament right now. This was Taves' one and only goal in the tournament. He did have eight, seven Listen. assists, but like Crosby <laughs> yeah. scored four goals in this tournament, the second leading scorer in the tournament. And it was like, what's Crosby doing? Because he was a plus well, two. Because he was until, only a plus two. Up until the end of this game, honestly. Uh, Sidney Crosby could never do enough to live up to the hype that was put on him, like, ever. But then this game, like, switches that 180 degrees, and he becomes the golden boy. But yes, Jonathan Taves gets us on the board. I remember Ryan Getzlaff having a really strong tournament as well. Maybe yeah. not on the scoreboard, but just like a dominant horse going both ways. Um, he was tied with uh, Iginla, Crosby, and Heatley for sixth with seven points in the tournament. Uh, Corey Perry makes it. 2-0, the piss whiz, halfway through the second period. <laughs> I was going to say, distracted them with all the mutants on his back. Yes, the piss wizard himself, Corey Perry, makes it 2-0. Canada flying high uh, and getting a little big in the britches for it. I'll say another thing about this tournament and this game uh, is this is also the first big game that I was online for, that I was mm. like, that I had Twitter for. Um, 2010, I would have had Twitter for a little bit, but... Uh, maybe a year, maybe, but like it was the first game where you're watching along with people that you aren't actually in the presence of. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally get what you mean. I uh, uh, yeah, this game was also like tighter than I remember. Tight the whole way, absolutely. I re I or sorry, I should rephrase that. It wasn't as tight as I remember because I didn't remember that it was two nothing. This game has been Mandela affected into my head as being like. One nothing, one one, two one, two two, three two. Yeah, it is sort of a the the third period in the overtime sort of overtake the first two periods of the game, and that's that's pretty normal, I think. Um, Ryan Kessler scores uh, in the back third of the second period to make it two one, and then we go back and forth throughout the third period, looking for an edge, looking for Canada to pull away. Famously in two thousand and two. This is where they get that Sackick breakaway goal that ices it. We're looking, looking for that moment mm -hmm. all over the place. Uh, and instead, it's Zach Parise. And as we talk about um, 
you know, uh, Jonathan Taves as as that guy that was that, like, he's the guy that no one was respecting. Zach Parise was also, and he was playing for New Jersey at the time, he was a guy that, like, the smarts were like, oh, man, Zach Parise is a two-way game-changer guy, uh, absolute franchise cornerstone type guy. He scores with 25 seconds left. Pavelski gains the zone and drives. Duffel ball out of the glove of Luongo. Taken by Kane now. Patrick Kane able to filter it across. Ryan Suter has it there. Threw one that rattled around behind. Pavelski there. Slipped one in front. Kane a shot off with the... They score! Zach Parise out of a net goes scramble. And the game is tied. It was in his glove. And it was out of it. And it became a free puck for Team USA. Face-off win. The alignment, Doc. Allowed him to create some opportunities, but there's the stop. Roberto Luongo all afternoon. It comes back to bite him at this time. He could have easily caught that puck, and now it's a bad scramble. Just a puck to the front of the net. Patrick Kane with a shot, and the effort. The effort by Zach Parise to put the puck in behind. Roberto Luongo, 2-2. Unbelievably heartbreaking. And let me tell you this, Jake. Let me tell you this. In my apartment that I am watching this game in at the time, we have one of those, uh, like a basically like a kill switch, you know, like a switch that is attached to an outlet. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? We have, we have one of those, actually, yeah. Yeah, we have one in our old apartment, and we have one in the new apartment. I was watching this game. And because I'm an idiot, and I was a dumbass youngster, I don't realize, I didn't realize at the times that you're supposed to plug that switch, like you're supposed to plug like a lamp into that switch, right? right? Like that's the... So that, yeah. so that the switch is just a light? All our, all our TV and electronics are plugged into ours just because of where it is in the house. So we're dumb too. Right. All of my TV and electronics was plugged into that switch as well. <laughs> and in frustration, in this moment, the, the guy that I am watching this game with in anger stands up and hits that switch with his hand oh, to, no. he's like oh damn it and slaps the wall and hits that switch so there's 25 seconds of the third period of the gold medal game and we are scrambling you know you have you have to reboot yep. the system the tv you got, like a lot of stuff comes with your shit getting unplugged so like you imagine how tense it was to watch this game imagine watching this game tensely, and also waiting for your system to reboot. It was, I'll never forget that tension. You want to talk tension. <laughs> Holy shit. It's funny, you know, with all the sports heartbreak that we have encountered being from Toronto, there's really very few like buzzer beater heartbreaks for Toronto. Like the closest I can think of, obviously losing in countless overtimes with the Leafs, but really that's only happened a couple times. And then Jimmy Butler tying it, but then that was eliminated by Kawhi's shot. Like this is one of the few like buzzer beater. I feel like the Raptors came up short at the buzzer beater a lot. Yes, but. I feel like they this, don't get they don't get ousted in the buzzer beater. But this was like we're hyped, we're hyped, we're hyped, we're gonna win, and then we're not. Like it was a different right. kind of like I I also was convinced at this point they were gonna lose the game. Oh, of course, of course. All the all the momentum was on America's side. It was uh, insurmountable feeling. 
Yeah, it was uh, crushing. It was a crushing goal. A legitimately crushing goal. Um, uh, and, and America had been playing pretty well in the third to get to this point. So now we are tied. We are going to overtime. The entire country is insanely nervous. We play just about seven and a half minutes of hockey. And then it is the phrase that becomes famous around this country. You can hear it on the broadcast. You hear it in the million replays. It's Sidney Crosby yelling out, Iggy! <laughs> along the boards. Again, like, kicks it back to him. And if there was ever... You know, it's one of those, it's one of those hilarious things, that sort of the way the universe works out sometimes. It's like... And, it, and it, it's easy now that we're 10 years out of it, and Crosby is, a you know, one of the older players in the league, and as we've seen his whole career play out. But, like... If anybody was ever meant to do one thing at one time, mm. like Sidney Crosby scoring the gold medal winning goal in overtime in Canada, it's just one of those things that was meant to happen. Here's a game left. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was alluding to in the earlier episodes about how this whole thing was a perfect storm. Like, literally everything about it was perfect, which is weird. And it's like, you, there's, so, I'm sure you've all seen that there's so many great, like, reaction videos on YouTube of, like, crowd reactions and how you can hear, like, the crowd across the fucking river in Vancouver when they scored. But, like, the, yep. the best reaction video is the one that compiles all the watch parties after Parise scores and then ends. Mm -hmm. And then the next one starts up with the Crosby goal. It's, it, it is like as much as I like to shit on Canada hockey and like giving shit about Canadian hockey, because now I do think that's true. It is like one of the greatest sport moments of my life. Unquestionably. It, it gives you goosebumps. It gives you like, and I think to your point about that, very, those very like films, those, those, watch party footage it was the beginning much as it much as it was the beginning of watching games on social media it was the beginning of like people filming their reaction to things mm -hmm. uh and those reaction videos becoming because now they're everywhere and now everybody does that for the clout but team canada gold medal winning reaction compilation uh it still gives me goosebumps to this day it's such a such a pure moment and it's it's so so low and so high. Uh, really, really, truly awesome. The, the, maybe the Kawhi shot rivals it because there's a ton of amazing reactions to the Kawhi shot. Um, but this um, really started that, I think, for me in terms of in terms of sports footage. And uh, boy, did a shot of Patron out of the freezer. Went into work. There was uh, there was champagne for the entire staff in the boardroom. It was a special day. It was the kind of day uh, that I know I'll never forget. That's for sure. Yeah, I remember. I actually have no memory of the goal going in. Uh, oh man! Like I remember the exact moment, like right after. But the actual goal itself, it's a blur, like a total blur, um, which I think happens yeah. in these kind of moments. Like I also don't really remember the Kawhi shot going in, because it's just like, right? How do you even process those kind of moments? But I do remember everyone in the Boston Pizza went nuts. My friend accidentally punched me in the face in celebration, which was fun. Um, yeah, that'll happen. But it was like one of those like I don't even care kind of things. So we were drunk, of and it was crazy. Uh, and it's it's the one and only time I've run out into the street with people to celebrate with like flags and shit. 
It was it was crazy. That's cool, man. It was. It was it was like genuinely it is a I think it's also maybe this is because of the rise of social media. But like it was truly one of the last like purely sincere sports moments. Of yeah. just like everyone being like, This is dope. Whatever. Well, I mean the Raptors did fill the streets a true. couple times. That's true. But I mean that's twice in that's twice in ten years, right? That's once every ten years it happens is not yeah. a common occurrence. Yeah. Um yeah, a, 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 an all-timer uh, celebratory night. I'm going to get into it. We'll get into it. I had a fun night that night. Um, did some fun stuff sort of to the same end that you mentioned. I'm going to get into that. We'll get into the, the wrap-up and the, and the fallout and what the rest of our nights were like and where we went and what we did and then the future of international hockey in the next episode of Sports Plus Storytime. Time. <laughs>